Welcome, foolish mortals, to All Hallows Always. Where one night of Halloween just isn't enough. We are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Emily. And we are here to guide you through the cold, frozen nights of horror. (laughs) There are just 320 days left until next Halloween. I know that last time we said there are 335 days, but that is incorrect. We had to skip a week due to technical difficulties. And uh, we have 320 days. Last week should have been 327. So, that being said, tonight we have a special episode. It is not the week of Christmas, but it is coming up. Yeah, it's getting close. Christmas is next week. And so we thought we would do something fun and talk about all of the awesome Christmas traditions that we love to enjoy around this time of year. Now, this is All Hell is Always still. We are still a Halloween podcast. We're not going to be talking about happy, joyful, cheery things. Uh, we're actually tonight going to be talking about horror movies set at Christmas. That's right. Yuletide fear. <laughs> Last night, we got to go see Krampus. Mm-hmm. Krampus came out uh, last Friday on the 4th. We, we wanted to go see it, of course. Because it's a horror movie, and it's Christmas, and that's just our thing. But we also wanted to talk about it on here, and we wanted to talk about some of the other fun horror movies that have to do with Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, without further ado, what's your favorite Christmas horror movie, Emily? Well, I guess if you counted The Nightmare Before Christmas, that that would be my favorite. Not really horror, but definitely Halloween-y. Yeah, Um, but if you, I mean, I don't really count that as a horror movie, so I would say... I have no idea. You got nothing? I got nothing. <laughs> you can include Krampus. Well, then I would have to say Krampus. Okay. Yeah. It was really good. It was really, really good. It I was... enjoyed it a lot. Oh, good. And for all the right reasons. Yes. Horror movies recently have been hit or miss. True. They, they've been either really up and really, really good, or they've been complete poop. Mm-hmm. And this one, I feel, hit on the right side of that spectrum. Yes, definitely. It, and we, we'll, we'll talk more about who Krampus is and what he means to the holiday mm-hmm. next time. But the, the movie was able to pull off a genuine horror scare. Yes. Unlike a lot of the movies that have been coming out recently, which is refreshing. Yes, and it, it very much started like a holiday feel-good movie. You know, yeah. it kind of set it up like that. You know, they got all these characters. They're going to redeem themselves, and it's all going to be hunky dory. And then people start dying, so it's really awesome. Just in case you haven't seen it yet, it's already been out for a week. So come on, guys. But this is going to be laden with spoilers, most likely. So if if you haven't seen Krampus, stop the podcast, go see it, come back to us when you're done. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely worth the time and definitely worth the money. So, let's talk about what makes it work. What what worked for you as a horror film with Krampus? Well, I enjoyed the teaser shots. The shots where you see Krampus, you see this beast, but you don't really see it. Yeah. And, you know, during the course of the movie, you, you fear this monster. You see glimpses of it. You even see... You, I mean, you see it from a distance. But when you finally see it up close and personal. It's as terrifying as you imagined and more. <laughs> it really is. It you know, and that's one thing that horror movies just really 
oftentimes don't do well. You you think, oh, this beast is going to be, oh, so horrible. And then you see it up close and you're like, <laughs> it looks goofy. Yeah, it turns <laughs> out silly. Yeah, but that's not the case for Krampus. It, it had a very alien-esque, I would compare it to alien in that respect. Yeah. Um, there's You get a lot of teasers in the movie Alien. And when you finally see the full alien, you're like, oh, yeah, that's terrifying. So... I mean, that's, it's it's very similar in that respect. When you finally see the full Krampus, you're like, holy crap. <laughs> holy Krampus. Holy Krampus. <laughs> it, it does pull it off really, really well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've, I've read about it since, you know, being a movie nerd, of course. I, you know, looked up facts and fun stuff about the film after the fact. Krampus is directed by Michael Doherty, who is the same guy that did Trick or Treat okay. several years ago. Which is a movie that we both enjoy. Yeah. For obvious reasons. And when this movie was in production, I thought that it was going to be in the same style with different vignettes that ended up tying all together. Yeah. I figured that's what it was going to be, but it wasn't. It focused on one family, Mm -hmm. one story. But Michael Doherty has said in an interview that Krampus's, the the appearance of the Krampus character Mm -hmm. may not be what he actually looks like. It may be an illusion or a mask okay. or something like that. And he said that he did that intentionally to leave it open for the possibility of sequels, mm-hmm. which would be awesome. Yes, I would go see sequels, definitely. I would absolutely go see Krampus 2. Mm-hmm. Now, they played with the story of of the character a little bit. Mm-hmm. The This being of Krampus is... An ancient thing. It goes way, way, way back. It's pre-Christian. Yeah. It's it's a pagan image uh, and story that, like most things in the pagan religion, was appropriated into Christianity and and kind of given a new meaning. But they took the the idea and kind of modernized it and made it terrifying and put it into a, a context that we, the the typical American audience, would understand and fear. Yes. And they did a very good job of that. I feel that if it had stuck to the the mythology and the legend mm-hmm. more, it wouldn't have been as relatable. Okay. It wouldn't have been as, as terrifying. Okay. For example, in the movie, they explain that Krampus is essentially the demonic Santa. He is Santa Claus's shadow. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. In original lore, he wasn't the anti-Santa. He worked with St. Nicholas. Okay. He was kind of a counterpart. Gotcha. Where Santa would only deal with the good kids and not even acknowledge the bad kids. Krampus would come along beside him and deal with the bad kids at the same time. Okay. And it was all in order to bring about a good outcome to the end. That, of course, like most mythology, has been changed and perverted over the years. And they adapted the perversion, I guess, to the story that they have in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that it came out being really ridiculously successful. Yes. In what it did. Yes. I felt like the backstory and the background that they gave the idea of Krampus, I felt like what they gave it in the movie was it made sense. It was relatable and understandable. Sure. And I, and I felt like it wasn't just a cursory background. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of horror movies where it's, Oh, well, the monster came from a thing. 
and they're yeah. either they're either <laughs> way too vague, mm-hmm, exactly, or they're way too specific, and yes. they spend half the movie telling you where this thing came from when you really don't care. You just want to see it slaughter people, right? <laughs> so it it came down to it, and it it got the backstory out of the way in a really clever way. I yeah, thought. I think so too. For those who haven't seen the film, there's a grandmother who is from Germany. She was German and lived there as a little girl. And when she starts telling the backstory of what this thing is, it goes into this stop-motion animation Mm -hmm. looking little cartoon vignette flashback. And that's really clever. I mean, Christmas classic movies are all in that style. Yeah. And it really brings that, it ties the season back into this horrible thing. Thought it was really well done. Yes. Oh, you know what other movie does that? Well, Santa Slay. The backstory is told in a very Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer sort of way. <laughs> like it's it's very claymation looking, and that's another one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, Santa Slay! That movie cracks me up every time. I, I, we yes. just we just watched it again, and Emily had seen it for the first time. Yes, and I was watching it for the I don't even know how many at the time. <laughs> well, I loved it. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's so funny. Not to say that it wasn't, you know, riddled with problems, but that's beside the point. I want to talk more about Krampus. Okay. <laughs> so, some of the most terrifying parts that really nailed it for me, the monster design mm-hmm. was really, really well yes. done. Yes, it was. They focused primarily... On practical effects. Yes. There are demented toys and evil things that are all puppets. Mm-hmm. Not something that you see done in the industry anymore. That's true. The film industry. Not just horror movies, but yeah. movies in general. You don't see that kind of puppeteering happening. And when you do see it, it feels genuine. In the movie, there's a jack-in-the-box. And we all know how I feel about clowns. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. But this jack-in-the-box, there's one shot that I can think of in particular where you first see it, like, head-on. And it's popping up, and its arms are outstretched, and its mouth opens like a graboid from Tremors. Yeah. Its face opens up. And that one shot, the lighting and the practical effect of it, really reminded me of classic, like, 80s horror mm-hmm. flicks. It was a really excellent shot. Yeah. And... I, it, it was it was lovely to see that kind of thing in a in a modern yeah modern horror movie. We're giving all of this praise to the, to this movie, but that's not to say that it wasn't without its faults. It did fall prey to some of the most ridiculous tropes in filmmaking, and the one that really got my goat the non safety nail gun. Yeah, for some reason, Hollywood thinks that a nail gun, you pull it up. You pull the trigger, and it fires a nail like a bullet. Have you ever used a nail gun? Um, only the kind that you have to hit. Okay, with the the pneumatic thing on the back, and you hit it with a hammer? Well, no, you, you use it like a hammer, but yeah. Oh, oh, a slam fire nail gun. Yes. Yeah. That's, the, yes. There are those mm-hmm. which wouldn't fire like a gun. No, not, no. And there's a compressed nail gun mm-hmm. that uses compressed air. Okay. And on those... There's a a piece on the no on the nozzle mm-hmm. that you have to push against whatever you're nailing. Yeah, and it slides it back, and that turns the safety off. Yeah. 
then you can pull the trigger. The trigger doesn't even pull if that's not pressed. Yeah. Where are people getting these? Well, now I I do have a question <laughs> these then because dumb nail guns. there there was more than one. There were three gingerbread men on that nail gun. Did you specifically look? Because I didn't look at what to see if they were somehow activating it so that they could. Pull they it. couldn't because the 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 mechanism that releases the safety mm-hmm. is on the nozzle where the nail comes out. Okay. You have to like. Say the nail gun is on the tip of a pin. Yeah. Right? The the nod, the nail comes out of the end of the pin. Uh-huh. The safety sticks out this far. You have to push it against something so that that contacts. Okay. In order for the gingerbread men to have been activating it, one of them would have had to have been standing in front of the nail gun pushing on that safety. Okay. Gotcha. And then the nail would have gone straight through his head and he would have fallen over in a pile of cookie crumbs. <laughs> Where are people getting these ridiculous modified nail guns? I, I don't know. I'm They're not extremely sure. dangerous. Also, the, the the guy that they were shooting at was holding up this cutting board, mm-hmm. and the gingerbread men were eight feet away, and the nails were firing and sticking through a cutting board, a hardwood cutting board. Solid wood. Yeah. With an inch and a half to spare. Yeah. It, it it's it's a dumb trope. Well, Hollywood, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I I also I also have to wonder. Now, I, I'm not as familiar with nail guns as you are, but um I would assume we'll that do a, some roofing. I'll get you introduced. <laughs> I would assume that a compressed air nail gun would require compressed air. And yes. air compressors that I have experience with require electricity. Yes. And the and house had no power, so how was the, the nail city gun... The had no power. Yeah, how was the nail gun actually being... Uh, you know, Safety aside, how is it being activated at all? <laughs> you can't... There, Most of the ones that are on the market are... They do use an air compressor that is electric. You can get ones that are powered by CO2 canisters, like a, okay. like a airsoft gun. Okay. But they had already used this nail gun. The humans had used the nail gun to board up the entire house. First of all... Where did they get all that lumber? I, I was wondering that, too. It's like, hey, we got this whole workshop out back. I mean, you can take all the two-by-fours you want. <laughs> Where did it come from? They that boarded up every question. window in a two-story, a three-story house. Mm-hmm. And the door. Beside that, they'd use the nail gun to put up all of that stuff. They couldn't have had a whole lot of CO2 left for the gingerbread men to get off 20 more shots. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ridiculous numbers of shots, the dude's handgun... Held at least seven bullets, yes. even though he had already opened... It was a revolver. He opened the the chamber, and there were six... <laughs> Another one. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. The, the shotgun got at least 12 shots just standing out in the snow. Which they yeah. said they had extra shells for, but... But he never reloaded. They never reloaded that we saw. Um, the guy with the extra shells was already long gone at that point. And we saw, what, 8 to 10 to 12 shots fired from the shotgun. In a row. In a row without a scene cut. There, He didn't <laughs> reload. So, I mean, I don't know where Magic they're getting ammo. these... But then... But then... I don't know where they're getting these shotguns, but I want one. But then he died because he ran out of ammo. Of course. What? <laughs> I mean, of all the things. Fine. Um, one of the things that did bother me a little, um, you know, all of this I can I can forgive, but one of the things that did, I guess, make me raise an eyebrow was when they 
repeatedly went down the road the same direction, and it was very obvious that there was a a delivery truck in the middle of the road, and we'd already had one character die there, and yet none of the other characters who went the exact same direction that she did crossed paths with this delivery truck. truck. Yeah, where did it go? Or any evidence of it. Who knows? Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 that one bothers me less, I guess, but um, but still, I, I was wondering that throughout yeah. the movie. All this to say, fantastic movie. <laughs> it's still a horror movie. Yeah. It's yeah. going to have its problems. I enjoyed it mm-hmm. immensely. Yes. And the ending is beautiful. Yes. I don't want to talk about it right now because I want I we've spoiled enough. Yes, but the ending is beautiful. I thought so, and not in a happy Christmas time sort of way. No, <laughs> uh, the denouement at the end is beautiful. It's uh-huh. just lovely. Yes, it's it gorgeous. is. It's it's very well done. Ho ho ho! <laughs> so well, we get to continue talking about Santa's sleigh now because that one's pretty fresh in our minds. Yes, I I enjoyed Santa's sleigh. What'd you like about Santa's sleigh? <sighs> it, it was for the first time. It was campy and wonderful. Um, honestly, my favorite thing about it is the uh, Fran Drescher getting her head set on fire at the very, very, very beginning. Okay, my second favorite <laughs> thing about the entire movie was that I really thought that the Santa costume was was top notch. I mean, that the is the Santa costume best, is badass. That is the best Santa costume I have ever seen and in no, any movie. It's awesome. It's. Better, That's better than the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen yes, Santa Claus, which is Santa a costume. which is a nice Santa costume. It is better than the Santa costume in Narnia, yeah, in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, yeah. or whichever one was it that I think, I think it was the, the Lion, the Witch, yeah. and the Wardrobe. It's better than that Santa costume. It is more epic uh, as far as a Santa it costume looks goes. Older, it looks more rich. It looks yeah, and it, and it looks very I guess Scandinavian. Yeah. Is what I'm going for. Yeah. It looks Northern European. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it still looks like a Santa costume. Now, Santa's but... Slay has been out for a while. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Go watch it now. It's hilarious. You can find it online, I'm sure. But And that's Santa's S-L-A-Y, <laughs> in case you didn't catch the pun, you know, Slay. Right. And I wish that that movie were on Netflix. Yes. So it can be included in our 12 Days of Christmas Oh, yeah. Nonsense. Well, I mean, given its cast, I would say that, that even Joel and... and uh, it's one of Joel's favorite Christmas movies. And Chris would enjoy that, yes. Yeah. And so, to explain, like the 13 Days of Halloween and the 60 Days of Summer, as irrelevant but awesome, we're doing the 12 Days of Netflix Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was Joel's job to pick the movies for this one. That's this, right, Joel. You had out. one job. You had one job. And you failed. How, no, I, I mean, he. you've seen the choices that <laughs> he was picking from. I know. I've, it's like picking the best rotten apple. I, I, that is absolutely <laughs> a perfect analogy, and it's true, Joel, I forgive you, because you didn't have much to choose from. <laughs> but really, love so actually, here's, here's, why? We watched that one, too. That was more of a nightmare than Krampus. That's true. Santa's Slay stars Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. You don't know who he is because you didn't watch wrestling. No, but I, I mean, I know that. The 2000s, during all of that. Goldberg was a pretty big deal mm-hmm. when he was a wrestler. One of the movies that Joel has chosen is starring a current WWE superstar named The Miz, and I am loathing having to watch that movie. Now, which one is that? It's called The Christmas Bounty with okay. The Miz. Okay. And The Miz is an obnoxious character in WWE. I, he he started his career mm-hmm. 
on the real world. MTV MTV's the real world. It was one of the first big reality shows to take off in America, and it was vapid and horrifying. And as part of this dude's character in the real world, he had an alter ego that he said was a professional wrestler called The Miz. Well, when he got done with the real world, he went to wrestler training and actually became The Miz. And then WWE hired him, and he became a WWE superstar. And then he went and starred in The Christmas Bounty, and he starred in some dumb, like, army movie. I've forgotten what it was. It's a sequel to a John Cena movie. But all of this ridiculousness. And they could have, and Joel, if only Santa's sleigh were on Netflix, you could have avoided that whole thing. It's true. And watched that one instead. It's true. <sighs> it's going to be a rough 12 days. That is also true. There are some gems on that list. We will get to watch White Christmas. Mm-hmm. We will get to watch... Uh, what was the other one on there that was so good? I don't know. Pull up the list. Nope. White Christmas is the only great one on there. Oh. Um, the rest of them look pretty awful. So I'm a little horrified by that. What are what are some other Christmas horror classics that you love? Well, I don't know if you would call it um, really a horror movie, but uh, I've always been a fan of A Christmas Carol. I've always been scared of that movie. I mean, the concepts are definitely terrifying, and depending on which movie, which version you're you're actually watching, yeah, it can be pretty creepy, pretty scary. Yeah, I yeah. always thought. Now you're gonna think I'm crazy. You ready for this? Okay. So I always thought that the uh, the ghost of Christmas yet to come in the Muppet Christmas Carol is pretty much the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I've always thought that he was kind of laughable. It, it's the it's the really really long arms and the cloak and the no face thing. But is, I think it's the faceless thing, the 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 gaping ooh. hole where his face should be. Like but, that terrifies me. <laughs> the faceless thing is part of the story, though. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be this darkness that's impenetrable and you can't see any facial features. But in the Muppet Christmas Carol, it just looks like a like a like a lungfish. <laughs> well, now I'm going to always now see it as a lungfish. It's like a black hole yeah. in a in a tube sock. I've never found that one scary. But the old 1940s version, mm-hmm. those were really scary. Jacob Marley in particular is terrifying yeah. in that one. The one that came out a few years ago that was all CGI with Jim Carrey mm-hmm. as Scrooge was really good I've and, not seen and that scary. One. We need to find that one. Yeah. Because that one's definitely worth a watch. Okay. If only one. But <laughs> the part of the reason that one's so scary is because it hits so close to that uncanny valley mm-hmm. dip where the CGI is really well done, but to a point where it looks too real Yeah, and you know that it's fake. Yeah. So everything looks creepy. Um, but the ghosts in that one, too, are very, very scary. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like the, um, I think the creepiest thing from the Muppet Christmas Carol, the Muppet version, is, uh, for me, I actually used to have nightmares about this one, but What's the, her face uh, is singing? <laughs> no. Um, um, I always fast-forwarded through that part. That's for you. Oh, God, I'm it. dating myself. I fast-forwarded through it. I mean, really? <laughs> uh <laughs> Next chapter. No. Um, but no, the, the scariest one was the, the ghost of Christmas past. Oh She's my gosh. like this tiny, 
baby doll looking like she looks like a porcelain doll. There again, the Uncanny Valley, the puppet looks too lifelike without looking enough like a real person. Yes. And she has this tiny little voice. And she, come with me to Christmas past. And it's like, oh God, she is going to take your soul. Don't go with her. You know, like, I mean, it just... Yeah. It, it, it's she's terrifying. She's she's creepy. That was she's, pretty awful. She's really creepy. Christmas Carol's awesome, and not just the movie adaptations. Uh, have you read the book? No. Charles Dickens' no. original Christmas Carol. The atmosphere that he is able to build. Mm-hmm. The one scene that really sticks out in my mind as having true atmosphere is when uh, Scrooge comes home after the Christmas Eve day of work. And walks up to his door, and he describes how the snow is making everything deathly silent. Mm-hmm. And he walks up the stairs, and he's not really paying attention. He fumbles for his keys, and then the face of his former co-worker right. appears and yells at him. It's ghastly. Yeah. Dickens was a master with D- Dickens was. I, I remember being very too young. And reading Oliver Twist, and yeah. uh, I felt so sad and alone. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. keep reading. Yeah, you know, it was just kind of this terrible loneliness, and he was able to get that across. And it was like I, I'm sad. <laughs> I need to get you to to read some of Dickens' short ghost stories because mm-hmm. they're real, real good. A lot of that atmospheric, yeah, personal connection thing. Yeah, other Christmas. Horror movies that are epic. Gremlins. Okay. When's the last time you've seen Gremlins? It's been a while. It's been a while for me, too. I feel like we need to get a hold of that one. I think we should. And watch it. Because Gremlins, I mean, I remember seeing it as a kid. Who doesn't love Gremlins? I remember seeing it as a kid, and it scared the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also remember, I had this weird flashbulb memory of watching it while at a barbershop. That's, um... It was, it was on a TV. Unusual. At a barbershop while I was there to get a haircut. Okay. It's just this weird random flashbulb memory of Gremlins. Okay. But that one takes place on Christmas. There is... Jack Frost. Jack Frost. We tried to get a hold of Jack Frost, but lo and behold, the stupid thing's not in print anymore. No, and we all we could find was the Michael Keaton one, which is a family Ugh. movie, and not at all a horror movie, no. at all. <laughs> I, I looked on Amazon for the 1996 Jack Frost horror movie. Yeah, hundred dollars. Woo, one oh seven and some change. I mean, it's for the for a DVD of a movie that's not worth fifty cents. Yeah, the the movie <laughs> is not great. I'm it's not gonna lie, it's terrible. a terrible movie. It's awful, but it's wonderful because it's terrible, but. I was also way too young when I saw that. Uh, one of my friends who lived on my street had that movie, and I was living at the, at the um, Eagle Rock Roadhouse, so I would have been in sixth or seventh grade yeah. when I saw Jack Frost. Yeah. Yeah, that's too young. <laughs> A little bit. I mean, it's like that 10 or 11-year-old that we saw coming to the movie theater mm-hmm. Krampus yesterday. Yes. Who takes listeners... If you take your kids younger than 16 yeah. to these movies, shame on you. Well, now, Krampus was rated PG-13, but... Only because they didn't say the F word more than once. That is true. Now, I really feel like they avoided... Because there was a place where one character said fudge, 
Uh-huh. There was a place where one character said, what the F, yeah. just like that. And there was one place where a character said something else. Said something and got cut oh, what off. The, yeah. Got cut off mid-sentence and wasn't able to get out. And then there was an the actual F word. word. Yeah, Full there form was one, F word. There, there is one F bomb dropped in the movie. Yes. If they had said it more than once, they would have gotten R rating. Absolutely. And that's the only reason it was not R rated. Yeah. That was that was the. the I mean, there's no there. there's no gore. It's not gory, but it's there's, terrifying. There's some violence. There is violence. There's, there's a lot of gun gunfire. There's a lot of gunfire. There's a lot of scary images. Yes, and that would be enough to push it over to an R rating if they had had a little bit worse language. Yeah. Well, and I, I felt like that it was conceptually very scary. Yes, the concept is nuts. It's crazy. And well, everybody gets pissy around the holidays, and yeah, you know, it just, it's 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 a very cynical yeah, look. It is. Uh, it, it's a very mature, cynical yeah idea of of what this time of year means. But yeah, so don't take your little kids to see scary movies. Yeah, I mean, come on. If they enjoy them when they get older, great, fine and dandy. But don't just just don't just don't do it. And that's us saying this. Come on, come on. <laughs> If you guys can think of any other holiday horror movies that we should watch, maybe we'll talk about them sometime coming up, just send us those suggestions. You can send them to our Facebook at facebook.com slash allhellasalways. That's the easiest way to keep in touch with us. Uh, We also welcome questions via email at allhallowsalways at gmail.com. And follow all of our nerdy type stuff with us and our friends. I think the IBA guys are still working on their watch through of the entire West Wing. I think they're maybe halfway through the first season. Okay. Uh, It's a slow, slow watch. It's a slow watch. (laughs) It's a long series. Uh Uh-huh. But you can check all that going on at the irrelevant but awesome dot blogspot dot com. You can find our blog spot at allhellosalways.blogspot.com. Uh, make sure to check out our sister podcast as well, Classy Ring Attire, also an irrelevant but awesome production. Also, you can find us on Twitter at allhallowalways and keep in touch with us. Finally, if you're listening to us, you're probably listening to us through iTunes. That is the best way to get all of our content straight to your iPod or your iPhone or whatever you're listening to it on every single week. Just find us on there. Give us a rating of five stars. Give us some comments and we'll be forever grateful. Until next time, have a good night. And happy Halloween. And Merry Christmas. And happy Hanukkah. And Merry Kwanzaa. Does anybody celebrate Kwanzaa anymore? I don't. uh, 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 Pleasant Festivus? Merry Solstice. (laughs) And Happy New Year. All Hallows Always, an irrelevant but awesome production.